table. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, Radio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Hello and welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Call in 404-603-8770. Once again, that number is 404-603-8770. We are also live on Periscope as well as Facebook. As we get into our list of topics that we're going to discuss in the sports arena, uh, we're going to discuss the NFL Combine. Uh... Some people are already talking about what their uh, Redskins are going to do with their pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get into Trade that. down. <laughs> get more picks. We'll talk about the compound in general. A uh, couple of highlights that came from that. Uh, we got basketball to discuss. The Hawks are taking on the Grizzlies in about 30 minutes. will be tip-off. Trying to see if they can go for three straight. A lot of basketball has taken place over the last week some things are starting to shape up as far as conferences are concerned in the ncaa and also there was a uh, a special tournament up in charlotte this weekend in basketball last time it'll be there but we'll discuss that as well major league baseball and then of course we got a, a special guest coming in around the eight o'clock hour to discuss nascar with us mr brandon hutchison gm of the atlanta motor speedway the Foles 100 Quick Trip 500, which will be coming up in a couple weeks, so we'll uh, get a chance to talk with him and get his thoughts on that. And, of course, there's the PGA Tour, and that's where we're going to start tonight. Got to give a congratulations to Sing Zhao. I hope I pronounced his name correctly. 21 years old, won the Honda Classic. Uh, what were you doing at 21, man, that you can talk about on air? Memorial Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Memorial Drive. Graduating college. You know what I mean? I wasn't winning no tournaments, but you know, some significant stuff. So, some some pretty significant stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what but I was... But not as maybe significant as that, because that, no, no. that check that come with that. That, that million-dollar check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was huge for him. His first win on the PGA Tour. He's played in the President's Cup and done it well there. But it's nothing like getting your first win on tour and it seems like for him that could be many more to come of course when someone young and we'll get into this later when it discusses basketball but when someone young comes in and wins a tournament we automatically start projecting what can they do in a major what can they do on the biggest stage 
not saying that the President's Cup or the Ryder Cup isn't a small stage, but there's a little bit more added pressure when it comes to majors well, than think, just regular tournaments. I mean, it was two degrees of fair assessment. Yeah. So that he gets that now, at least he won it. I think some sports, like you said, maybe in the NBA, they uh, project before you even put a ball on the hard on the court. Seems like to me in golf, you have to win a couple or win something, you know, whether it be smaller tournaments or whatever. But you have to win something before they start projecting the majors onto you. So Honda's what you might call a mid-major. <laughs> mid-major. You know what I mean? If you want to, <laughs> for those, you know what I mean. It's not the four. Of course, no, no. You know what I mean? It's not so, even the unofficial, which is the players' so not, championship. So not the five. It's not the five. Not the five. It's not but, part of the big five. Yeah, but it is significant. Where, like you said, now his it, name. It's a strong. It's name, a strong group that's that's in the tournament. Yeah, and it moves them up in rankings. Correct. And that, and now the pressure's on him to see how, he, to your point, you're about to get to how he performs in the mm-hmm. big five. How he performs at Masters now, which right. is the next big one, right? Correct. And then after that, you got uh, the the Open, the Open, U.S. Open. You, yeah, not, no, not. I'm sorry, they changed it. They switched the okay. round. So yeah, uh, PGA, U.S. Open, and then the Open. Okay, so they're gonna be on him to every step of the to, way to to the Masters, right? And if he performs well, you don't gotta win it, but if he performs well. He's talked about going into Sunday or whatever. He's you know around, around, you know somewhere, top, you know top ten, top fifteen or whatever. Then that will kind of answer your question as far as when the when the pressure's on him, can he you know can he still perform at a high level? I'll be interested to see the Arnold Palmer Invitational this weekend, this week and weekend. Your boy Tiger's not going to be there. Uh, he skipped last year. And he's still trying to get healthy again. I would I would want to see him paired with someone like that to have the pressure of playing with someone who has a great chance to win. And we know Tiger's won Arnold's tournament, I want to say, eight times. So mm-hmm. he he would have known the course and having him matched up with somebody like that. Or even Roy McIlroy, who unfortunately lost last year to Francisco Molinari. Having him paired with someone who's playing extremely well or with a, a tiger to to check his nerves I, and, and I, see how he performs, not not just under pressure of the tournament, but playing with someone. Because it's a lot different when you're playing with, um, I'll go with um, an Adam Scott. He's a great golfer, a few majors, but he isn't considered someone who you're afraid of or or fear. So who's the top? Who's the top two guys right now? Roy. That's it. It's just Roy right now. Roy is basically playing by himself right now. So not even, not even. No, no, no. Dustin Johnson, no Jordan Spieth, no Jason Day. None of them. Well, Jason Day has been hurt, but uh, none of them right now are in contention to win. Could they win? Yes, but. They're not in contention. It's it's Rory or the field at this point. Well, that's the problem that golf is having. And they're probably hoping that he does show well. (laughs) I mean, at some point, we got to stop hoping we can pair him with Tiger. Stop hoping we can pair him with Phil. Or stop hoping we can pair him. And when I say this, don't talk about me two weeks later. It's kind of the old guard. You know what I mean? They're phasing their way out of here. They're about to be on the senior tour. In the next two to three or four, you know, four, you know, definitely next four See years. Next year. So, at what point 
do you know you start saying hey these are the guys the young the young, young guns. guns you know what i mean so we, what are we waiting for the teenage avengers you know what i mean like what like what 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 are we what are we Teen waiting for Teen titans <laughs> like so, That's what we're going to start calling the young guys. You know, if you're under 25, you're the Teen yeah. Titans. At some point, it's almost unfair to keep on calling Tiger's name. He's polarizing. I know, but, I'm just saying, but, I mean, but at some point, it's, 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 no, un, I, it's unfair. So, you know, can, can, and like I said, we're not well, actually. For, nobody. for years, it was Jack. Nicholas was the comparison. Yeah. Then when Tiger came along, it became Tiger. So we are waiting for someone else to come along. You had to give you an example. We, we talked about Bird and Magic. Then Jordan came along. Then Kobe came LeBron came along. Now LeBron is here. And yeah, but at least Magic and Bird and 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 Barkley and Ewan and those guys, maybe they wasn't winning, but they still were like deep in the playoff. They still were relevant, even though when Jordan started taking over, they were still relevant. You, you just named Dustin, Adam. <laughs> They're I'm, not I'm, relevant currently. And that's a problem. And, and that, and well, I mean, let's be fair. I mean, that's the, a problem the, for the, the season PGA. just I mean, it, the season started in November, but it's unofficially just started in the last month. But how many years Tiger been hurt and down and out? Yeah. About four years now? Five years? You trying to tell me none of those guys have taken the mantle? I mean, we thought... Roy has done the best. But he hasn't even but won consistently Well, he hasn't enough. won at the Masters. That's his only okay. downfall, but he's won everywhere else. Okay. And, of course, you know, when someone young comes in and win, that's what, you know, we as media do sometimes. Yeah. Unfortunately, we, some of us will put more pressure on um, a young guy than normal. Normal, Because yeah. we want to see, to your point, who is the next, who, who is going to take the mantle at this point. So we'll see what happens this coming weekend at the Arnold Palmer Invitational down around Orlando, down in Bay Hill. Uh, let's go to Major League Baseball. So spring training has started, and if you were with the Astros, <laughs> you probably wish it hadn't because they've been hit, what, up to nine times, I want to say? Yeah. You okay with baseball policing themselves like this? If you're going to do it now, do it now. I won't say the games don't, don't count, count, but go ahead and get it out of the way. <laughs> you know, if you're gonna, you probably won't get suspended. Like, this is the time to do it and really not get any retaliation back from the Astros. Get it all out of your system now. Um, you don't want to start doing this first round. You know what I mean? I mean, not first round, but first day Why or, not? or first month. Why not? Because those games count now. And? and no, get it out. And, but, and, I'm, and, I'm, and by and, but, but, I mean, I wouldn't go at players who were not on the Astros at the time. Like, if if you are, you know, Altuve, oh, you, you should you should get more than anybody. If you are someone else who's on another team now, you're with the, the Yankees, you're going to catch one on your first pitch. I, I mean, get it, to me, get out of the way now. I think if this wasn't if this wasn't the wild card generation, you know, era now, especially in the American League where that wild card is five. Because I think. Cause, well, now it's going finna, it's to finna change where there'll be another two teams in the wild card. Yeah. And now the winner can sit back and wait and pick. Who they want? I just feel I feel because pitching is going to be so important. You don't want to mess around and get a guy suspended for two or three. And I and I well that should be on the commissioner to that's to why do something about that's it, why which I is say, why he should have came out and said okay we're vacating it. I mean I don't agree with the Dodgers having it just because I, 
they were, you know, at the World Series at the time. But this is what no I, one this, this is what I would say a couple couple weeks ago. This is the best thing that could ever happen to baseball outside of stairway because we're talking about it. The Yankees haven't been the Yankees have not been the um, the hated, you know, people, team people, anymore. People still hate them, but they haven't been the Gotham. You know what I mean? The evil empire. They that, still are. We're, we're just in the moment of hating the Astros right now. Well, we were hating the, Ast- the Astros. <laughs> we were hating the Astros because they have been winning and they've been beating the evil empire. So, you know, now they've done some evil empire things. <laughs> and so this is the best thing that's, that's happened to baseball. And like I, I, I get purists is going to have their problems with, you know, how far they took the, 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 um, the, the, the stealing of signs and whatnot. Yeah, they... You're going to have your peers. I think that average fan doesn't care. No, they, they do. They, Based off of what has been written, they do. As, as, as much as... And, we, and I thought about this last week, as you said, as much as we hated the Patriots, and we know they've been cheating three or four times, did, did we ever stop watching the football? Did we ever stop? No, no just because you... You hate we it. Don't it. mean you still. We, we not, wa- not going to watch it. We watched it, it more. We 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 were more in. We were more in tune of the failures of the Patriots as. Well, now it, you want to see the failures of the Astros. And that's exactly exactly. So yeah. yes, people care because they want to see them fail. Mm-hmm. They want to see them yeah. get hit by a pitch. Yeah, I, but so but you got to be that, smart. That, that means that people care about it. But you got to be smart with it. If you if you're going to hit them, you're going to hit them. Hit them with your fourth day starter. You know what I mean. <laughs> Hit them with your, well, you know, yeah, I'm not saying every time they come up to bat. Yeah, yeah, but you know, don't have your 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 main arms and because, like I said, it's spring training. Unless you're not aiming for the head, and I'm they, not they, saying doing it on the very first yeah, pitch. They, 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 but they, you they, can wait to the sixth inning yeah, to do it. But they, they, they ready for it. They gonna take it. They gonna probably be more likely to take it now more in spring training. It is what it is. I think as we get into the season. Get into the first month, the second month. I don't know if they're doing all that. They're like, oh, get it out of the way in spring training. They're just doing it now to see what they can get away with. <laughs> but, but it but, hasn't been but, any repercussions. But, but I know, and I there think, and I think the Astros are like, you know what? We know it's coming. That's fine. I think it's a different mindset when the games become real. Opening day, first week, second week, and if you're going to hit them, hit them with your fifth day starter. You know what I mean, or your fourth day starter, or your oh, middle you reliever. Like I say, you because I'm, hit them because I'm, I'm coming to the, I'm coming to the mound, the second week or the third week or the fourth I, week. I, no, and what's weird is that I don't think like every, every team feels like they're entitled to to do something. I think it's more when they play cheating than, than, than they want to admit. When not they, not like that. I get it, not to that extent. But <laughs> Unless he got proof, only the Nationals, if they want to do something, they don't have to because they beat them. They won, yeah. Uh, the Dodgers. Have legit reason. Yes, and, and maybe in a roundabout way, the Red Sox, because the guy was uh, Mike Fires was on yeah. the Astros. He said something, and then it actually carried over to the Red Sox with Cora. So yeah. right, they have a reason. So really, only two max three teams yeah. have legit reason to hit him. And I, like I said, I think, and not, this is the only sport. That you can police yourself, yeah. but not like I said, not to this extent. But I also believe, and now we put the video out there of um, Red Sox um, retired outfielder, um, Big Mr. Poppy, Mr. Dr. himself, <laughs> Mr. Cheater himself. <laughs> He's like he caught a couple of bullets, but different kind of cheating. <laughs> um, that was him, uh, Big Poppy. 
That was the A. Hey, listen, remember man, that. You, ain't nobody mistake him in the DR. Okay, okay, okay. Ain't I ain't no, saying a word. Ain't nobody mistake him. I ain't him. saying nothing. Okay, I'm saying it. Ain't nobody mistake him. <laughs> but you wait till after you won the ring. You wait till after you leave the game to talk about what was going on. Like the timing of it all doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? As far as the picture that came out and basically ex exposed and blew everything, you know, brought everything to the forefront. So, I mean, I think it's good for baseball. I think they needed an evil empire. They needed somebody to follow. On top of it, they're good. They have won. They've been there to win it again. I think they'll be there this year. You're going to really see what the Astros are about mentally. So I love what Atuve said. Yeah, we did it. And you know what I mean? And see us in October. You, you know what I mean? Like, I I, I love it. So, I mean, now what you got, are you supposed to do? Back down at this point after you're you going so through now, all that? Now, so. now, everywhere they go, the ticket sales are going to go up. You know what I mean? Because people want to come and boo and make their signs. You know, and everything. It, it is the best thing for Major League Baseball since they were hitting 70 home runs and putting needles, no, I, for putting needles in their yes, big toes. viewership, yeah. yes. But as far as a product, we'll see how that looks going forward, though. I mean, they're going to catch the pressure if they, if they as a team, have a slump because they're going to have a slump. Everybody's going to be like, Especially yeah. when they're at home, they're yeah. going to have a slump. Go, and that's when all the questions will, will come, come up, up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and like, they, how again, but, how are you batting 330 at home, but on the road, you batting yeah. 111? But on, that, the, but on the flip side. That huge discrepancy shows the level of cheating that you're doing. But on the flip side, when they still putting, putting you know, the wood on that ball. And, and and scoring seven and seven runs and, and eight runs a game. Yeah, I mean it's still it's still like for the the guys who were taking the steroids. You still got to have hand eye coordination yeah. to hit the ball. You do, but if I know the ball is a slider, that makes it a lot easier. Well, yeah, I mean with steroids you can hit the ball a whole lot farther, Father. but you still no. got to swing the bat. Yeah, with steroids your recovery time is a lot better. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's that's not part really. Of it too. It's not. That's part of it too. Yeah, it. it but it, it's, it's more so that than having the power, because if that was the case, I always say that with steroids. Okay, maybe Barry Bonds wasn't hitting him in the cold, but he was still hitting him out the park. Or someone with a smaller statue, instead of the warning track, is right over the. The, well, the difference in ten feet, yes, makes a difference, but. Here's, if I know what you're going to pitch, thing is, it's totally different. Here's the here's the one. I think here's the Barnes one. Barnes was the only one hitting it in the cove, though. Yeah, here's well, the I one, mean, he was going to be doing that, but he was doing it before, before, though. Before. But here's the one stat I guess you want to look at with the Astros throughout the year that I think is going to make a big difference on stealing the signs and how important it is. Uh, runners in scoring position, second and third base. How you how you how how you how do you now go about? Attacking a, a, a pitcher with two outs, you know what I mean, or you know, no outs, whatever that scenario is. If it, once this season is over, go back to last year, and I think that'll be the most major thing that you really see. No, okay, you, so that you, that goes to scouting. I'm just, that goes to reading the scouting report of I, what this pitcher throws, throws or what he throw what he will throw to this guy. I I, I that's I, the analytics. I, I understand that. I'm just telling you that's to me that's the one thing that I think. The novelist will be like, well, no. The, the problem, the problem, the biggest problem for me is the money issue. So if I'm a pitcher 
and my contract is coming up. Yeah, but that and now hold on, and my ear, my earn run average is up to three, where it could have been two point three. That's the difference in a few million dollars guaranteed because now you're getting hits off me and it's making me look bad. We always you. talked about Kershaw was great in the regular season. In the postseason, he kind of fell off. Well, if someone knows the signs, they're yeah. getting more but, hits off but of you. Kurt, but Kershaw was different. bad before he got to the Astros. But I'm saying, he, and he, the one, that narrative could have changed. I get you. I get you. And the one dude that, that, the, and the, totally and the one dude that suing, he was already giving up 5.5 earned runs in that before he even played. You know what I mean? Now, when he no. played him, he gave up seven. But he was his no, ERA it was, was, it, his it ERA was, was already bad. It was three pitchers. Well, the first guy that came up, his ERA was already bad. His earned run average went up .7, three of them. So that is a difference in ten million to fifteen million dollars. Yeah, but, but one, so when but you're one, only making one, when you're only making two, two to three, and now you have a chance to make ten a year, that's a huge difference off of knowing what somebody's. Pitching. But one of those three was already bad though. He was already yeah, bad. His, his ERA was his, already his, five. His ERA was already five. That's yeah. one. But I'm talking about the other three, and I'm talking, and I'm not just talking about. When he, he, tra- he was trying to say I'm that. Not, the, oh, the Astros are stealing my signs. That's why my ERA is five. No. Like, what about the other I'm teams? Talking yeah, about the yeah, Dodgers. Yeah. I'm talking about the Yankees. <laughs> I'm saying. talking about the A's. And on all those series, that affects everyone across the board at that point. So but, y'all okay with it, no, I guess. No, y'all like, man, no, no, I'm no. good with my two no, million. No, no. You can keep no, let my the, earn run no, what, what go I, up. No what, no, what I'm saying is that's a number that you got to see over a period of time. So that's why I'm saying if I'm going to drill down into the numbers, let me see those numbers at the end of this season. Compared to last season, now I can say, you know what? When you were stealing signs, your you know runners in scoring position, you had a 25-30% clip ratio of getting that guy home. Last year, compared now to this year, not stealing signs, you gone for 25% down to 15. Like I gotta see actual numbers. Well, I, I, and I'm not saying that the, the stealing did not help them or you know did did not hurt them, but to what extent we won't know until the season is over. That's, what you mean? Next season, we know because they won. No, no, no. To, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of factors on why they won. How many? So on all those games that they won, how many errors contributed to two extra to two extra runs? Like, there's a lot of things. The, I'm, the stealing of the signs, yes, is is bad to the extent made it even worse. But that's not the reason. That's not the only reason why they won a hundred plus games. But I, I think part of it is that with the how it will, you know, like you said, when runners are in scoring position, how will they? Is there some kind of communication? But I think also it just goes back to with them stealing signs. It kind of cut out the studying your opponent out of it. They try to take that whole component of the game out of it. To where okay we already know we just have to know what's coming or know like what all these things mean not that we think of, look at these situations as okay in this situation against this batter he probably wants to throw this and knowing our own batter we know what he can hit yeah so like kind of knowing that is they they try to take all that out of it mm-hmm. but i think they just have to go back to that and studying and knowing what what a pitcher can throw oh, and right. what he what he will yeah, try to yeah. throw not at the and the sick that makes the signals and, not matter yeah and the signals gotta admit and and to what the, and now you gotta tighten up if you the opposing team you know what i mean you gotta you gotta you gotta now you gotta re- switch every you, inning you, you gotta you gotta every re- inning you gotta switch your signs yeah uh, between pitches yeah between Probably, batters yeah <laughs> You know, it'll be three different things. They all mean slider, yeah. but you gotta have three different things. It's, it's no different in college football. That guy's got 19 post boards. You know what I mean? But you know it's the second one, and you know this guy's the guy that's you know what I mean that I'm paying attention to. 
nobody else did. Yeah, I, but and when I'm you not, film I, the practice though and the walkthrough and everything, then, then it's like, oh, I automatically know what this that's, is. That's the reason. That's the reason. <laughs> I.e. the Patriots. That, that's the reason why the Patriots was so bad. People understand they were filming. Yeah. Practices. They were filming the sidelines. They were filming right. your not everything, and not for this this year. They were filming it because you would have a tendency of doing that again next year. So even though your players may change, you still were keeping a running back and a tight end and a running back. That coach, wherever he goes, that's his mo. Right. A running back, running back, tight end puts you in a different package. A running back, running back. I mean, uh, uh, and and no tight ends. You know what I mean? Like he, he takes that mo to Which another is why team. Why they got busted in? In Cincinnati, Cincinnati, you know what I mean? Cleveland game. So, you know, it right. wasn't for this year because they were going to beat Cincinnati. <laughs> it was for that guy so I can look at his tendency for next year to have an or understanding whatever. or wherever he may go. But I guess which is kind of weird because you get game film for the teams that you're going to play. But you don't get game film on how you really keep right. up with your <laughs> sideline. Yeah, that's different. The play calls. So your pa- I know exactly your, your, what your package is. That's so much easier. Which, which then a point is just like uh, with the baseball. It's a 50 50 of what it's going to be. And so, my question, so with that, well, you just said it with that, and I'm going to use the Patriots again. What, what was the cornerback, uh, uh, Asante, that came over here? Asante, Asante, Asante yeah. he, he had. In he his, knew what in, was coming. In his, in, his three, <laughs> in his three to four years at New England, or, or two years, Asante had like 17 interceptions, right? Like he had a. Basically, it came down to be like almost one a game. Over a two-year span or whatever, it took him three years to get to five interceptions when he got here to Atlanta. But you, you see what I'm saying? Like you knew he was good, you didn't know why he was good. But it took time. He still was good here in Atlanta. He just wasn't great, and it took time. And, and then we initially found out, oh yeah, he was jumping the routes because he had a 50-50 chance. Knew. And now, granted, that's <laughs> going to be the same thing. I got a 50-50 chance if I know that the fastball is coming and not a changeup. Now I still gotta hit it. You still got right. I, but if I, I know, you, but if I know, it makes it a lot easier. I'm, I can change my stance up automatically. I'm sitting on it. Right. I'm waiting. You know what on I mean? And, and like, if you know what you can hit, and you know what the scouting report says about you, yeah. And then, then looking at the scouting report of that pitcher, like, okay, when it's three two, what's his what what's he gonna throw? What's he trying to throw mm-hmm. to get me out? But if he can't, and but that's scouting though. But, but if somebody's telling you. Fastball is coming. Let's say. Oh no! As they say, the curveball. Oh, curveball! I don't hit the curveball well. Then but I know. But I know, I know it's coming. It. I know to take it. I know. Ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But how, <laughs> I, I guess it's more of a fifty-fifty thing to where, like, how likely are they to go away from the tendency? But still, like, if this guy's going to throw a fastball, I guess, I guess, I'll look for that. But is he going to throw a curveball? There's, three tenis, two, there's you know? tendencies in football as well. But the Patriots took out the tendency part and was like, "This is what he's going to do." And, and I yeah. know it's coming. <laughs> I, I know. In, I know in this package is going to be a five yard out on the third. On the third. On his third. On his third step, he's letting the ball go. So I, I'm not even if I'm a Sandy Samuel, this is, I'm not even hand checking the wide receiver. I'm going straight for I'm the going straight for interception. I, I mean, I you see that because you there see are, those same, yeah. There are very few minds that know. Like, okay, I, we talked about uh, Tony Romo before the show. It's like if you see his broadcast, you he would say like, okay, they're going to run this play, mm-hmm. and and they would run that play. There are very few minds like yeah. that to where they know. What play is coming, and they don't have to do all of the you know ceiling or all of that is knowing the situation. I'm about to say, but people. So if you're looking at why why Romo is great and got the 17 million dollar contract, is as a quarterback, you probably do more studying than anyone in the room. 
that and probably free safety like an Ed Reed because they're the quarterbacks of the defense. Middle linebacker, free safety. Right, right. So Romo can be able to sit there and say, this is what he's going to do because he's saying, this is what I would run. This is what you should do in this situation. This is the package that's set up for this situation. And sometimes it's common sense. And, well, that's and, and, I mean, sometimes it's like you ain't got about the option to run the ball. That's why we always scratch our head when they do something stupid. Like not, not running the ball, like yeah. not running Derrick Henry. I don't care if it's third yeah. and six. More likely, he'll get seven. But I'm, I'm just saying, but for me, based on the defense, yeah. you spread them out, yeah. run the ball again. But again, for baseball, which which there's so many stats that you got to drill into. For me, that major stat would be how any hitter approach the pitcher with, with with runners on base. You know what I mean? And, and that runner on base could be first base, second, you know, any base. You know what I mean? So your mindset is still different from base to base. Am I want to move them over? Am I, you know what I mean? Do I got the green like to go? Am I playing small is, ball? You know what I mean? The thing is, hit the batters yeah. until you get in trouble. I got the commission. <laughs> Before we go to break, Wilder Fury 3 coming in July 18th. 18th. Yep. In Vegas again. In Vegas. Place. MGM. Once again. You going, G? Uh, you watch. I'll see. You watching? I mean, I mean, I, I mean, if I gotta watch, that's fine. Right. I know you're not watching. I'm gonna watch. If I I'm gonna try to go. You gonna try to go? I'll try to go, but <laughs> I'm gonna at least watch it. Talk about cheat mode. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen in there. He ain't gonna have enough time to change his feet. He he's not gonna be able to throw a jab. He's gonna try to set up for this one no. overhand. Wait, so what? Floyd said he gonna try to help him. There you go. <laughs> Defense. Defense. I, I just, I, I, I got, I got Wilder winning this one. I got Fury winning it. <laughs> like he's Wilder. got, he's got a. Wilder has to do something that Fury has not seen him do before to give himself a chance. Is it adding a jab? Throw a jab. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got three things. Throw a jab. Nah. Shuffle yeah. your feet to the left. Well, he won't wear move. the big costume. The costume was holding his. Holding his legs down, down. Yeah, holding, so you know what I mean? He skipped legs. You, 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 the, you, costume, <laughs> the costume is going to be made out of the soundproofing foam and not the actual metal. Uh, I, oh, I mean, man. I get it. I think it's the wrong move for uh for boxing, and I understand the money. It's I the understand, money, man. But, but and he got a right to exercise his claws. If if so, Wilder, I mean, I get it. But if Wilder doesn't win, then you're <clears> back to square one. Y'all didn't want to watch Fury and and Joshua. Was Joshua and, fighting in August? I believe so. Yeah. yeah, I think I, he's fighting in August. Yeah. So whoever wins this one will face Joshua because I'm pretty sure he'll win his match. It's the inevitable. I know. You, you, you think whoever <laughs> is going? I get it, but I, I, I hope Wilder shows up better. I hope it goes ten rounds, but I don't think so. I think it'll uh, be June. It's June, so he'll be first. Then and Joshua's then, first, so he'll sit there and, and wait be, and, and watch them and watch them in a uh, watch them in Vegas. Yeah, because he's fighting over in London. I know that. Yeah, so. All right, this is DNA Sports Talk. We take a break. We come back. We got basketball to discuss. This is 1100 AM. Be back in a second. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta. 
3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Heroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah, that's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it! It's a touchdown! Entertainment? Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows? Well, isn't that special? All on one app? Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello, and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk, where you bring the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Once again, 404-603-8770 is the number calling in, 404-603-8770. Also live on Periscope and IG right now. Uh, yeah, Facebook's having a problem, so... <laughs> Y'all yeah, nah, looking yeah. on Facebook Live, switch over to IG. Might have to start going to IG TV. What's going on, Zuckerberg? <laughs> um, Hawks are, again are playing tonight. Tip off they just happen. tipped off, right? Uh, going for their third straight win. Uh, they going to get it tonight against the Grizzlies? Yeah. Well, Great, great matchup between John Moran yeah, and Trey yeah, Young. You got, you got two young two young teams. Right. Uh, Memphis is in a... Uh, and holding on to the AC, right? Um, with um, New Orleans chomping at the at the heels, um, so and then, like you said, the Hawks trying to go three in a row, trying to build us, which they haven't done all trying yet. to build some consistency. Um, One so. two in a row last week, mm-hmm. the week before rather, yeah. So. And unfortunately, couldn't get that done. So now we'll see if they can can make this one happen. Um, we'd say Jackson is out for. The Grizzlies. Jackson is out, and I believe Clark is out. Clark is out. So that gives them a chance. Uh, like we were talking earlier, Ja and Trey will kind of cancel each other out. So you got to look for Collins to get his 
roughly 25 and 12. He's beginning the last six games. And yeah. then Hunter gets 15, and Cam Reddish gets 15. Already looking for the bench to come and produce, you know. Got the veteran got um, T coming off the bench. You know, got to so. hope that T, Vince, Goodwin, Graham, they can get 20. I'm just worrying about T again. I'm not worrying about Vince. Vince is dead. No, I'm talking about all of them combined. Because okay, okay, that okay. gets you up to about 110. And you can win that game probably 110-105. Because yeah. Jaws, uh, he's a good facilitator. But I don't see him going off for the production that they're going to miss from Jackson and Clark, that means that he'd yeah, have to get close to 40. Before, yeah, he'd do a little bit more. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see if the, the Hawks can uh, make it three straight and start to climb into a possible contention for the playoffs. I mean, the East is looking pretty bad. Don't get your hopes too high. Just just one, <laughs> just one step at a time, Got to put man. pressure on. Now, the one thing I did not like was when they played the Rockets and Trevor Reza. Um, Blazers. Blazers. Thank you, Blazers. I I wish he was still back with the Rockets. That's what I. That's maybe that's my, that's that's my heart speaking and that's, not my mind. That, that's the mistake. That's, <laughs> that's the mistake they made. Right. Not keeping him around. But with the Blazers, when he pushed Trey, when he tried to nutmeg him, I didn't have a problem with him pushing him. My problem was with nobody from the Hawks stepping in to protect Trey. You gonna walk up with Trevor Reza? Yeah. You, you Where's the enforcer? And that's why you're going to continue to get pushed around. That's that's your star. That's what everybody's coming to see for the Hawks. He is nightly on Sports Center for some play. You have to protect your investment. I, and I, I you think got to is. have somebody, I don't care who it is, but somebody on the court has to step in and say, hey, you're not going to push our main guy around. If you look at what happened with uh, the the Lakers, Morris has only been on the team, what, a week? Now, Dwight Howard got fouled by Dylan Hart. Morris runs over, gets in his face. Nobody from the Hawks did that. And that's going to be – and you can't tell me that other teams don't notice that. So now they say, oh, we can push them around. Well, other, because other, nobody is going to step up and do anything. Other, I mean, yeah, other teams are going to notice. But I think, like, look at who is on the floor at the time. No, None of them thought to do that. Start to come over, and that's a problem. <laughs> I'm, I mean, what? Well, it's something that you have to. It's something that you you learn. Like you talking about more. More has been in the league ten years. Yeah, but you. But on the floor with Trey at the time, all those guys and, are and that's his three DNA. years or less. And, and, and that's more's well, DNA. Yeah. That's, that's, you know what I mean? No plug intended. But if, if it's something about, that you learn, hold on. If it's something that you're supposed to learn, if it's something that you're supposed to learn, then you're not a student of the game. No, this this generation is different. It, exactly, it. it, it, it but it, I'm it just is. saying, we know they're not gonna fight. But I'm, I'm gonna let you know, you can't go around. If on the floor, it was like that, it was uh, Cam Reddish. That's a rookie. Hunter, that's a rookie. Then they're not students of the game. Fernando, that's another. But rookie. But they also never been or Herder or. And you can go back. You can go back Goodwin, in their college I mean, days. Ain't none of them guys. Cam Reddish wasn't the one that you would like. Was going to come out and and was going to you know. Oh, be, I know. Be that raw, I'm just raw saying guy. it's a problem. That, that's Zion. What's the other, what's the other one that came out from? Um, he came from Maryland. He came Bear, from uh, Bear, uh, the dude. Redhead. No, Kevin Herter. Kevin, Kevin Herter. Herter. We came from uh, Ohio Maryland. State. Maryland. Maryland. Came from Maryland. Maryland. And, and nothing about him was like our days. Was like, oh, that's the guy that's going to, you know what I mean? Give you some emotion and like none. none of, that's none of those guys' makeup. Now, Jay Morant. 
He gonna be in your face. And you gotta say like the, the, the but guys, he's the, the one that needs protecting. Actually, but he but he the but he, he, just, he, he the just, he the alpha the man. player the players <laughs> that it would be for the Hawks weren't playing. Deadman wasn't playing. Deadman Bembry wasn't playing. I think those. Those guys would have been, and, and Vince made, Vince wasn't on the floor at the yeah, time. and he can't come off the bench. He can't come off. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I get the ones that can't come off the bench. I'm yeah. just saying. But, but that is a problem going forward because now I know I can push you around, hey, and man. there's nothing that you're going to do. You got to look in your scouting report now when you start looking at players. <laughs> do I have that? Because, listen, I'm going to give credit to the Warriors. When they put that team together, there was a reason why Draymond was, 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 was you know, what they wanted. Draymond was the junkyard dog that they needed to be around to hide Steph. You know what I mean? Klay Thompson has a little bit more dog than people thought, you know, for a lot of reasons or whatever, appearance-wise. But they put a team around to also protect Steph. Well, that's what you're supposed and, to do. And Atlanta may be going forward some of their next What do you think Jav- JaVale McGee was? I, I get it. Right, I mean, but you gotta it's pick, people on but the you, team. But you got to pick the guys that you know have that. That's part of their makeup. Right now, all those guys that you calling for the Hawks, that ain't part of their makeup. I know it's not, but I'm saying and it that, look, that's to the me, problem. It though. looks worse. It looks worse either way, but it looks worse when I know you ain't hard <laughs> trying to be hard. You feel what I'm saying? It, it looks worse. It comes off worse. That's going to be a problem going forward for the Hawks. I and, get it. And especially, I'm not, not talking this year, if they don't do something in the offseason, Going into the playoffs yeah, next year, because I I got them next year if everything stays status quo. You get Clint Capella, you know, healthy and playing. They're a potential playoff team. Mm-hmm. You got to have that yeah, may, may, when and it maybe, comes in the playoffs. I'm trying to remember if Clint Capella, he he wasn't. That's part of the, but that was part of the Rockets' problem too. They not they when after Ariza left, they they lack some. You know toughness. what I mean? Some toughness, but they got it back now. But it's to me it's with the with the Rockets, it's all in the wrong positions. They got the dogs at, at the guard. At the guards. Which is you Westbrook. Need, you, and and um what's the other shooting guard? Um not um not shooting guard, that uh number seventeen for the Rockets. Tucker. Um, Tucker. Tucker. PJ you, Tucker. Yeah. I mean Yeah. All well, they play small ball, so all they dogs now are guards. <laughs> but even when, when um But you know what? I kinda like what they're doing though. Playing small ball. Now I don't think it'll work in the in the second round. I think it's enough to get in the past mm-hmm. the first round, depending on who they match up against. But I don't see right it now, working past Utah. the second round, huh? Right now it will be Utah. They could be Utah. Yeah, they could be Utah. Things got to go their way. Yeah, I think they, they, they could be the second Utah round, the round. You're probably looking at the Lakers. No, they won't. No, not no, in the seven games. Won't. Nope, they won't do it. So that's what I'm saying. It's good in they, the first round, yeah. but they may past take, that, that's They it. may take the Lakers seven, but Lakers will be able to adjust those four games and they'll have home they, court. They, you know what I mean? Well, I think the even though they beat the Lakers uh, a week ago or two weeks ago with this lineup, yeah. I think the having Anthony Davis is going to be the difference for the Lakers yeah. in that yeah. kind of series. Yeah. And it takes time for him to adjust, but... I, I can adjust, and I and I have I don't the regular season. I may have one night to kind of figure out how I want to attack you in small ball, and if I'm not hitting the shots and they hitting the shots, then yeah. But in a long seven game series where I got two to three days in between each game to tweak what I need yeah. to do, they going they they going to get beat changes. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the uh, the Hawks are eight and a half back of the eighth spot. Yeah, is there a chance? 
He thinks the change. Mathematically. <laughs> I just like saying it. I just I, like saying it. It's mathematical. That's hey, it. You know. <laughs> just I just want to see them in well. I want to see them I want to see them in the season well. I necessarily don't want to, I mean it would be a good storyline if they got in because then you'll have the Bucks and the Hawks and you'll have the old ball coach, you know what Going I mean? Against the former, the former team, team, team or whatever. But I don't I don't want to see them get there because they'll get swept in four. So like I kind of want to protect protect them. But you get two home playoff games. I, I get it. I get it. They get to lose. And I I, I mean, hey, you know, hey, tell that to Tony Wrestler when he getting that money coming in. True <laughs> no, to Atlanta. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 so I know, but I'm just saying. I like to put it in on a high note. Maybe people say having the experience of the playoffs will help going next season. But I, I it but always I, helps. But I, but I also I'm I'm like, but then what's the what's the the fortitude well, we of, know, their, of their psyche when they get ran Brooklyn out the building? You know what I mean? They're so, gonna fall down. Yeah. Without Kyrie, the rest of the year yeah. now. So it's, it's a chance. Anything I, can I watch it. This is important. That's why I say win three, then win four, then win five, and, well, you, and you never know. You know, you know what I mean? The yeah. uh, Brooklyn is has the, has the eighth spot. Yeah, They're four eight. up ahead of the Wizards. The Wizards are are nine right now, but it's four games back. And Bradley Beal can't skip. Keeps going 55. But he's been going 55. But when he scores 30, they win. He's going 55, they lose. Like you said, 29, they win. So he's like, what what you want me to do? (laughs) (laughs) Not shoot? (laughs) Um, Yesterday's game, Lakers and Pelicans primetime. LeBron put on an absolute show. So did Zion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zion looks, looks good. I know they still keeping him on minute restrictions a little bit. But I think it's... I mean, I'm not the doctors or anything, but I give him a couple more games. I think it's time to let him go fully and just go all out and see what happens at this point because now you're fighting for a playoff spot, which, will, you know, the uh, AC currently is the Memphis Grizzlies, once again, who's in town playing the Hawks right now. But you got a chance to make the playoffs with a great team with uh, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo, Drew Holiday. They got a solid squad. And the possibility of Zion and LeBron in the first round. Oh, yeah. Even though that That's, probably will still be a sweep. It's made for TV. Mm-hmm. Hey, again, you got two games at home <laughs> down at the Smoothie King. It's four, <laughs> it's four games for people to watch, at least. Yeah, at least. So, and get to know them a little yeah. bit more. So, I mean, I get it. I, I Now, I don't think, I might sound crazy, I don't think the New Orleans Lakers series will be a sweep because I think – the Pelicans got just enough. Veteran- they might get one. They got just enough veteranship. You know what I mean? And, and hate and, and hate for yeah. being traded. Yeah, they between got between Brandon Ingram, Lonzo. Well, yeah, they got just. You know, they, they got. They might get one. And I know. I'm, I know. We're not gonna call them a veteran, but they got just enough NBA experience to 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 get, to one, get one. To get one. Whereas I don't think the Hawks have enough NBA experience with the current roster to get one against the no. Bucks. That's mm-hmm. so. Um, Right you know. now, who you got rookie of the year? Jay, Jay, uh, John Morant. John Morant. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Next story. I, I'm sick and tired of people putting Zion in where he's only played. He ain't played enough games. Game. He ain't played enough games. Even if he played every game, it's still like he ain't played thirty. The only way, the only way this becomes a discussion is John Morant get hurt. No, the only way to become a discussion if Pelicans get in the playoffs. No. Even then, it's I can't just, get no. If your total games are thirty and John Morant plays. Okay, seventy five. It's gonna be like you can't this. do that. When Malcolm Brogdon won Rookie of the Year, Joel Embiid clearly had the better season, but he only played thirty games. Yeah, yeah. He still he made first team All Rookie. Yeah, that's why I see with Zion, he'll make first team All Rookie. And okay. it was the same thing with um, uh, Anthony Davis was the first pick. Damian Lillard won Rookie of the Year because Anthony Davis missed a lot, of, missed games, a lot of games, but right. Davis was still first team All Rookie. So yeah, that's it. He'll get that and. 
we we won't worry too much about it. No, I mean that's it. <laughs> I'm just saying if if there's any chance for Zion to win rookie, if he keeps doing what he's doing, then them to make the playoffs and Memphis don't. I'm just saying I could see somehow some voters being swayed to give him a few more or to you know get him the rookie mm. of the year. I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying if he gets in, it won't be fair. I'm, if, if, but if he get if the, if the Pelicans get in. It would be because of the second half of the season. It would be because since Zion came in, he's been averaging eighteen and eighteen and nine, basically. You know what I mean? Oh, well, With limited minutes. With limited minutes. But I mean, adding anyone who can give you eighteen and nine is a, an advantage. Yeah. I don't care if that person's coming off the bench. That's you know, production. Now it's affecting uh, Brandon Ingram a little bit because he was averaging. About twenty-seven a game. Now yeah, he's dropped down a little bit because yeah. again, points have been taken away, yeah, you gotta, you gotta and position. they got learn how to play together. Yeah. So I'm not sure how that part will work out. I think it'll work out fine. And right now, I I would have Giannis as MVP right now. Yeah. It's the quietest MVP year that I've seen in a long time. Because they're blowing people out. They. <laughs> They clinched the playoff spot three weeks ago. Right. Right before All-Star break. Right before break. All-Star. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> He's averaging 30, 14, and six assists. And they and they had the best record. record like, yeah. Right. By five games. I guess the, the, only, thing that, the yeah. only thing that's hurting him is... He's, in, the, he's, he's in, in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. He's in Milwaukee. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't wake up. We don't wake up. Nothing against in my projects. But ain't, <laughs> ain't, nothing, uh, ain't nothing against... Milwaukee, but don't nobody wake up. Milwaukee's one step above Cleveland. In the in 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 the words in the, of, in the culture in the culture, in the culture. <laughs> yeah yeah you know like nobody wake up and say I want to go because to everything this year has been focused on Clippers versus Lakers, LeBron versus Kawhi, mm-hmm. you know AD versus PG. Thus, thus that's the reason why I'm saying Doc. I'm, and if we wondering when Frank Vogel's gonna get fired and Jason Kidd gonna take yeah. over, that's the storyline. That we've had since the earthquake that took place. If this the Lakers don't Kawhi win the championship, that's when that will start. If they don't win the championship, then we'll start talking about Vogel being fired before next season starts. I, I'm, I, and especially I, I if Anthony so. Davis surprises it, it us and leaves in free agency. The, the, the He's depends. not going anywhere. The, depends, depends. LeBron has already told him, hey, you would clutch sports, you would me now. He like the if, godfather. You know, there's only one way out of this. <laughs> if, if 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 it, it depends. It de- Seriously, to it's me, it depends. Way out of it. Depends how the Lakers lose the Western Conference Final or lose the NBA Final. Like if they get destroyed by the Clippers, then yeah, it's a problem for Vogel. If, I, but I if, think if, if they lose at all, it's, it's championship think, or bust. Well, I don't think so. I, I, think, I think they think can lose in the finals and be okay. I think if Bud the, just out coaches them, then that's different. Because it would have to be a great I mean, coaching job. I mean, but I, I think on paper, Milwaukee has the better team. Even with the two superstars. They got the better bench. They got the better team. They got the better coach. They're better all the way around. Yeah. Clippers, too. I think out of the three teams right now, that everybody's thinking going to be I in the finals. Ju- I won't just the, put, Lakers, the Lakers are three. But I won't just put Milwaukee in the finals yet. I still give Boston, Boston. Uh, a 30% chance of winning the East. I give Boston more than that. I give Boston a 45% chance. Do you give Toronto a chance? No. Do you give Miami a chance? No. I give Miami a 10% chance. 
do you give the Sixers a chance? Absolutely not. You, I, I, <laughs> so you go without on, so, a doubt. So you give Miami a chance because of what? Spolstra and my man upstairs. Spolstra, Pat Riley, and Jimmy Butler over Toronto. With Toronto right now sitting at what third, second, in, second in the East with, with no Jones, superstar, with no superstar. Coaching wise, to, uh, Toronto is what you know Boston why? was two years ago. You, you feel what I'm saying? And they're and they're doing the most with least. I, I understand and, what you're and, saying. And, and, However, and they and they just won a ring, so it's not like you know what I mean. None of this is going to be big for them anymore. The one, the one thing that makes a difference in the playoffs. Is having a superstar. Oh no no no! I get you it. Don't get the calls. But who's the superstar in Miami? Jimmy Butler. Who's the superstar in Miami? Jimmy Butler. He'll he get the call. He's a star. Who's the superstar in Miami? Well, Jimmy the, the, Butler. In that case, there are very few superstars in the league right. in general. I know, and, but I'm saying if you compare Miami and Boston, but I'm saying, I mean um, Miami and Toronto. I'm going. Miami so, has more of the star than um, yeah. So you got Toronto you got does. superstar Milwaukee. You got. You got a comp. You got when you put all them together, like Voltron and Boston. You got one superstar. Well, Tatum you know, is Tatum is he's, getting there. He's, he's, he's getting, getting there, it. but he's it's still there. it's still him, Jalen, and now uh, Kemba. And, and Kemba. Kemba. So them together give you the superstar. And then there is not a superstar in Toronto, and there is you just got an and there is a star. There is a star in Miami. You got two all stars, Siakam and Lowry. And you got a star in Miami, and you got. A superstar coach in Spolstra and a superstar GM slash coach in Pat Riley. Pat Riley gonna push them. Push them. You, you, you feel <laughs> what I'm saying? So I'm just like, but on the court, it's Toronto and Boston. I mean, it's uh, Milwaukee and Boston. And Boston. I want to say Boston 30%. But I give I give Toronto a better chance because I think their coach is about to prove that he is up there with Pat Riley. You know what I mean? And 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 uh. Popovich and all this, as he's gonna show you, I'm I'm doing a whole lot more well, with less well, than y'all thought. We all thought Toronto might be where Brooklyn is at. You know what I mean? I, Seventh I, or eight seed. Six. They had two. Six, five or six, depending on how things work. Well, out. I mean, I think Nick Nurse is gonna win Coach of the Year. Um, yeah, he has shown that unless Milwaukee gets to like 69, 70. Yeah, then Coach Bud again. again. I I mean, it's rare to see a um, Coach of the Year repeat. It is, but, but think about what he's done, though. So you got the bullet on your back as and the Eastern Conference And they've champion. jumped 10 more games from last year. Well, I mean, in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, yeah. But I'm saying, but he's he's on pace to jump 10 to 15 games from last year to this year. So there's the improvement. You know, I, I, I'm i with you. I just – With they, just they can, Giannis. If they had 65 games and Toronto's at – 55, 57, I have no problem with going with, with Nick Nurse because if they get more with less. See how many yeah. they won last year. Okay, they won 60 last year, the Bucks, And they all pace to get to 65, 69 this year. That's 10 games is a big jump in the uh, in the NBA. And you lose Brogdon. Yeah. So I... And you said you got the best player or a top two player, the monkey's on your back, yeah. everywhere you go. His their Milwaukee's um uh game their record against the West is 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 great. Good. You know <laughs> what I mean? You know, against the Clippers, against the Lakers, against, you know, their one through seven is way better than the East. You know what I mean? So I it, it gotta be Bud. If he get the sixty five plus wins, Just it's admit gonna be it, hard man. for him. You don't like Coach Bud because he laughing with the Milwaukee. It's okay. <laughs> I have, what do I have against Coach Bud? <laughs> 
don't know. You, you just don't like Bud. That's all. Just because he wouldn't talk in press Who repeats as coach of the thing. year? Who repeats? I mean, it's the same thing as MVP. Um, it's hard to repeat as MVP. So does Because our voters look at like who, who's improved. I mean, it would be an improvement with Milwaukee. I mean, it already looks like they're better than last year. But as far as compared to last year, what's enough? What's enough of Ten an improvement? games. So they can win 70 games. They all pays for it. <laughs> they ain't gonna win 70 though. I mean, I mean, it, he would be the first coach to win 70 games and not win coach of the year because Kerr won it and um, Phil Jackson yeah. before. So, all right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, uh, we gotta discuss some NASCAR. Mr. Brandon Hutchinson will be calling in as we discuss the Atlanta Motor Speedway and the race that's coming up in a couple of weeks. This is DNA Sports Talk. It's 1100 AM. We'll be right back. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Hey, I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world. <laughs> to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com. Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com. If you love it, your favorite music, news, talk, sports, and you want to hear it, it's in the palm of your hand. Text IHR to 45495 to download the app or listen at iHeartRadio.com. Standard text and data rates apply. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder that no matter the time of the day and no matter what day of the week, East Coast, West Coast, all points in between, we are always on. So go to your app store and download the Real 1100 app and listen wherever and whenever. The Real, Real, Real. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta. 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? 
What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello, and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the DNA. What's going on? This is Asa the DNA. Where we bring the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Once again, 404 603 87 Seven zero is the number to call in. We're also live on Periscope as well as Instagram. And on the line right now, we have Mr. Brandon Hutchinson, General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway. How you feeling? Don, I'm doing great tonight. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you for coming on. Now, first of all, congratulations on 25 years at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Well, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. It's been a good time. It's been a it's been a good good experience for me i'm looking forward to what the future has to hold but thankful for every minute it's been a it's been a wild ride for sure (laughs) how did you get started well i was going to georgia southern university down in statesboro georgia and my last quarter of curriculum i had to do an internship so knew i wanted to be in sports um atlanta motor speedway had a pr internship available so took a chance and have been there ever since Wow, so you're the definition of climbing the ranks then. Well, I did my internship in public relations, got hired on in the events department, so kind of took my route up through events and operations. Um, so, yeah, it's it's one of those things that's rare. I'm, I'm born and raised in Atlanta, so very blessed to get to stay home to do what I do and um, still get to be in the sports world as well. That's amazing. Now, explain to us who don't know, what's a day-to-day life like being the GM of Atlanta Motor Speedway? Well, if you ask me today, you know, we're getting ready for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 weekend coming up here in just a couple weeks. So right now, just trying to get prepared. You know, we're in the entertainment business, so we want to make sure that every guest that chooses to come to Atlanta Motor Speedway has a memorable experience. So right now, we've been working on our 20 and 20 initiative, 20 different things we're doing to the facility for the fan enhancement package, if you will. So, so yeah, right now, a day in the life would be just trying to make sure that all of our I's are dotted and our T's are crossed, getting ready for the biggest weekend of the year. All right. Once again, that's the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 at Atlanta Motor Speedway down in Hampton, Georgia, March 13th through the 15th. Now, I understand it's the 60th anniversary of the uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway. Yeah, you know, Don, we've been running 500-mile races consecutively each year since 1960. So, you know, it's a tradition in Atlanta. It's the only time of year that NASCAR comes to town. So I'd encourage all of your listeners to, you know, come on out. We're going to be celebrating the 60th anniversary. we got a lot of cars to, uh, to unveil. We've got a bunch of apparel with the 60th anniversary logo on it. 
we're bringing back some things that fans may have seen in Atlanta Motor Speedway throughout the years. But more than anything else, it's just an exciting weekend. It's a lot of entertainment. Kids are free on Saturday and Sunday. Kids are only ten or on Friday and Saturday. Kids are only ten bucks on Sunday. So we try to make it very family friendly, very affordable. It's just an atmosphere that's uh, really cool, and it's right here in Atlanta only once a year. Wow, that's excellent. Is there one thing that you can tell us, give us one little surprise that you're going to have for the fans? Well, you know, we it's Jimmy Johnson's final year in the race car, at least full-time. It'll be the last time you'll ever be able to see Jimmy Johnson in a cup car in Atlanta. So look for us to do a couple of special things uh, around Jimmy's career. Look for us to do a couple of things about uh, our 60th, 60th anniversary. But most, more than anything else, I mentioned the 20 and 20 initiative. We're opening up a place called Bootlegger's Bar. We've knocked out a couple of grandstand rows in the Earnhardt Grandstand. So fans will be able to come out, sit at the bar, hang out with their friends, hang out with their family, have a cold drink, and look out over the speedway and watch the racing. So it's a unique opportunity for fans to be able to hang out, you know, just to just to be able to sit, relax, and um, chill in a new environment. We're gonna have cornhole cornhole boards up there, so I think that would be the one thing that would stand out to me is check out Bootlegger's Bar. All right, thank you. That got me so. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Ra- 50, racing it's and a beer. Fifty-seven foot bar <laughs> with TVs surrounding it. It'll have charging stations. Like I said, it'll have cornhole. So. A 57-foot bar you'll be able to sit at and watch the race. So uh, we're looking forward to unveiling that race weekend. People got to come out and check it out. Okay, excellent. I was wondering if you were going to do something special for Jimmy because he won in 2015 and 2016. You know, kind of current, still in the minds of fans who've been there the last few years. So that's excellent. You know, you, you know he's the winningest active driver um, at Atlanta Motor Speedway currently. Mm-hmm. So... It's been good to him. Who knows? You know, Jimmy's been running well this year so far. He might find his way to victory lane in Atlanta Motor Speedway. You never know. Oh, all right. Let me ask you, was there any – what went into the decision, if you know, moving the Atlanta Motor Speedway from right behind Daytona in February to now uh, roughly three weeks after that to March? Well, you know, we've heard from our fans for a long time that they want to see us get a more favorable date. And when they say more favorable, they mean a better weather date. <laughs> obviously, obviously, we're an outside venue. You know, weather can really dictate um, a good time or a, or a negative time at the Speedway. So we listened to our fans. We went to NASCAR, talked to them about getting a better date, and we've gotten moved in the spring. And while it's, it seems like you know, it's only three weeks. It That can mean a big deal in Atlanta. You know, it doesn't get, for those of us that are from Atlanta, you know, our winters don't get that cold. Um, but we take them seriously. We stay indoors. So we get spring fever just like everybody else. It gives us a chance to, you know, maybe hit that spring fever weekend. You never know. Okay. Uh, going back to Daytona quickly for a second, I wanted you want to get your thoughts on Ryan Newman, the, the amazing uh, job that NASCAR on the outside looking in has done from a safety reason to where he was able to walk away from that wreck. Your thoughts on NASCAR and safety? Well, you know, I I think that NASCAR does a phenomenal job of doing everything they can to take a look at these cars, make them as safe as they possibly can from the driver, from the driver's standpoint. That's what it's all about. We want we want to see exciting, thrilling side by side racing, but we also want these competitors to be okay at the end of the day. So, 
NASCAR spends a lot of time in the R&D center taking a look at the cars, seeing how they react under certain conditions, and there's no doubt that every condition you can possibly think of, it's like the Apollo 13, right? Everything that possibly could go wrong did go wrong, and you know, he was able to, to, to come back really strong. Hard to believe he was released from the hospital, you know, 48 hours after that, that thrilling ride that he took. But right. we're thankful that he's okay. But, yeah, NASCAR does a phenomenal job of making sure these cars stay as safe as possible. Yeah, that's a good thing. Now, I'm going to put you in the, in the chair as CEO. You're Jim France. What is one thing you would do to enhance NASCAR? Huh. Well, the first thing I would do, first thing I would do is get out of Jim France's seat. You know, uh, Jim France, Jim France is doing a phenomenal jo- uh, job at NASCAR. You know, he's been in the business for a long, long time. He's been moving NASCAR in the right direction since he took the helm. You know, I, I tell you, it, it's not as easy as one might think to be in the seat of any of the folks at, at NASCAR in a leadership position. You're trying to make everybody happy. You know, you got to make the competitors happy. You got to make the fans happy. I think I would stay on the track that they're on right now. Um, you know, they, they have their finger on the pulse of what the fans want. And you can tell by the schedule changes, the changes in the, the aerodynamics and the packages they're putting in the cars, the new car coming in 2021. You know, it's a, it's a tough question. It's a very good question, but it's a tough one as well. I think that um, as I look at the future of the sport, I take a look at some of these most iconic races and try to keep them, you know, at the racetracks where they belong and during the time of year that they've traditionally been at. But, uh, but no, I think Jim France is doing a great job right now. I, I, I would agree with you there. So no, no complaints here. Um, you mentioned the, the new car coming in 2021. I want to say that it was just announced they're going to a one lug nut. How is that going to change the drivers and the crews, if anything? You know, only time will tell, right? You got to take a look and see how how it changes the, the, the dynamic of the pit stop. They might change the tire a little bit quicker, but they still got to get gas in the thing, right? So, right. <laughs> you know, even now with a four with a four tire stop with the lugs that they have now, the gas man's usually the last one to back away. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It might make the pit stop a little bit quicker, but my goodness. To do everything they do in 11 to 12 seconds as it stands today, I don't see how you can get much quicker. Much quicker than that. Robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. That's true. You know, we, we uh, it'll be interesting to see, to see though, no, the, the hub nut, I guess is what they're calling it. You know, that'll come with a uh, an aluminum wheel and it'll be lighter than the steel. I don't know how it'll change the dynamics of the race itself, but it'll be good to see it play out. Very well. Now, you said you were born and raised in the Atlanta area. Got to ask you, what the Falcons need to do in the draft? Oh, my word. <laughs> uh, you know, that's a great kept question. It's a great question that can be answered so many different ways. <laughs> you know, the big burly guy is going to tell you that you got to protect the quarterback. You got to open up those holes for the running back. So, you know, offensive line is certainly a place to start. Um, golly, we've been so close for so long. I would probably start with a with an offensive line. You got to get that end rusher on the defense. Um, how long do we have? Back to the, uh, two years. And I then, love listen. Two, listen, two, two years. I love my Falcons as much as anybody. There's nobody that celebrates the Atlanta Falcons more than me. 
But uh, it gets frustrating at times. So every every Falcons fan out there will know exactly what I'm talking about. But, uh, I, you know, that explosive offense has gotten us to the Super Bowl. So I think we need to think about how can we get Matt Ryan and Julio and, and – and, Freeman, and how can we open up the, 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 the game a little bit for the quarterback for the running game? Okay, so you're going to try and score 40 and give up 30. Hey, it's worked <laughs> before. No, I don't want to give up 30, but but how much money do we got? It, it's, a t- yeah. it's a great question. You know, if if uh, if I had my say in it, I probably would mess things up just as sure as anybody <laughs> would, but... But uh, no, I, I'd probably go for that offensive line, and, and yeah, try to try to put up forty on them. Try to do something, okay. Uh, staying in the state of Georgia, how long is Kirby going to last? Whoo wee, <laughs> man! You're coming from the top rope tonight. I am. So I'm put, <laughs> put put me on putting me on the spot. You know, <laughs> I think Kirby has the recruit recruiting class year after year now that that puts Georgia in a position to win championships. So. I think Kirby's got to continue to put us in the in the discussion every single year. You're not going to make it every year. The 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 fans know that, but uh, to lose two to Alabama the way that we have over the last few years is painful. You do too many of those, your exit might be a little bit quicker than you want it to be. But if you can at least put us in the discussion every year and not give up those heartbreakers, you can probably hang on a little bit longer. So you, don't, so. so you don't mind him being um, Mark, Mark Rick, Rick 2.0? <laughs> Do what now? You, you, you don't mind him being Mark Rick 2.0? Uh, yeah, I, I do. I'm not. I, I, you know, I want to see championships. I want to see. I want to see a championship now. So there is a little Mark Rick 2.0 going. You know, and that's a tough one, right? Because nobody can can deny how good of a guy Mark Rick was. But at the end of the day, it's about penance, and we got to put some penance on the in the on the stadium wall. And we're just not doing it right now. So. I just hope it's not this same discussion this year. There's always next year, right? I'm already focusing forward. Hopefully, can Kirby, hopefully Kirby can get us a championship here this this next year. Oh well, we'll see. We'll see. Once again, we're talking to Brandon Hutchinson, GM of Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, I understand you're a big soccer guy. Yeah, I don't know where you heard that, but but I am. You know, I have played soccer my entire life. It's something that's been special to me. It's it's given me an opportunity to really ha- excel in sports and have a good time in sports. So, yeah, I, I'm a big soccer guy. Uh, Atlanta United, of course, went up to Nashville for their first MLS season opener. Uh, ended up winning 2-1. They uh, won the battle but lost the war, I guess yeah. you could say, because now Jose Martinez, ACL, <sighs> they're talking nine months long term. Um what are we going to do? I wish we if you give me him back, I lose the first dozen games of the season two, two to one and, and walk away feeling like I've won something. Yeah. Uh, to, to lose Martinez like that in the first game of the season, I, I tell you what, that's a, that's a gut punch right there. You know, can we, can we rebound from it and, and win some soccer games and, Continue to, to to be really the the best team in the league. I think we can, but my oh my, you know <laughs> that's the same as you asking me. You know, are we going to be fine without Julio all year? Right. Um, <laughs> it's not something. It's something that you want to say yes to, but you just don't want to have to talk about it 
And Joseph Martinez is something special. And, I, I, man, it's just hard to see what we saw the other night. I know. Just for people who don't know, let me put this in context. Martinez has been in 84 games. He scored 77 goals in 84 games. So that just gives you just the unreal perspective of how great, and to your point, Brand, how special this guy is. Yeah, and, and and continue that to continue that analogy. That's like scoring a touchdown every time you get on the field. You know, it's <laughs> it's, it's hard to do. He's the best there is in the game in, in the MLS, in my opinion, and uh, he's something special to watch. So not only do we not get to watch one of the best in the game play soccer, but we don't get to watch him play for our team. Yeah. <laughs> <And that's, laughs> right. That's a hard pill to swallow the first game in, but, uh, you know, it'll be good to see how everybody else responds and uh, PT will have a chance to uh, have a chance to step up and, and really show if, if he can be the leader of this team. Yeah, he has been playing great, especially in the uh, CONCACAF. He's been playing extremely well lately. I guess the half, half, yeah. half empty, half full. I'm going to go with half full. If you're going to have, that, if, if you're going to lose your star, lose him immediately. Immediately, <laughs> and then you have all yeah. season to see who steps up and and hopefully can make the adjustment from the coaching staff yeah. wise and maybe shift whatever strengths you are to the other players. So obviously scoring 77 goals in 84 matches, then they, they're putting him in that striking position, you know, yeah. all the time. So now you got to find that guy or find those two guys that can uh, supplement like the, the, the scoring. Yeah, I mean, that's that's jersey on your wall numbers right there. You know, I mean, it, from if, you, if you're looking at the ring of fame for the United at this point, he's definitely right there at the top of it. So, But all you can do is look forward, you know, look for that silver lining. And, and you're right. You know, I prefer my glass to be half full, not half empty. So <laughs> how are we going to move forward? What steps are we going to take to, you know, just because one guy goes down – doesn't mean your your ship is sunk. So that's all they can look for right now is the positives and what can come of the season. And hey, like I said, I would take twelve two to one losses to to keep them in the in the game the rest of the season. And, and that would almost be an insurmountable mountain to have to climb if you lost your first twelve. But just to lose him and not be able to see him play, not have him on the field, it, it is a gut gut punch. So we'll see how they react. Yeah, and um, maybe Barco can step up a little yeah. bit more. Uh, him and PT together. Hopefully, they can offset some of that. Yeah. And I'm sure well, uh, Frank will. If, if Joseph, if Joseph finds himself needing something to do, he can always come out to Atlanta Motor Speedway during the Bar Quick Trip 500, <laughs> and then come and see us, hang out with us. It's going to be a big weekend for us. You know, listeners can go to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com and and check us out. You know, like I said, kids are free on Friday and Saturday. You can't beat that. Kids are only ten bucks on Sunday. It's affordable for the whole family, and we're excited about the race weekend coming up in Atlanta. Hey, well, we're looking forward to it and hope to see you there. Well, listen, hopefully you guys will get to come out. I appreciate you having me on tonight, and I'm excited about the race weekend. Hopefully your listeners will come out and join us. We'll make them do it. <laughs> well, thank you. March 13th through the 15th. I don't know if we've talked about the date, but it's, yep. just, a, it's just a week away, you know, yep. so – it's coming up. This rain got to get out of here sometime. And when the rain gets out of here, 
everybody's going to need to get outdoors. Come hang out at Atlanta Motor Speedway. It's going to be a it's going to be a big time. Bring the whole family because that's what it's about. It's a family atmosphere. It's going to be a lot of. We got a ninety foot Ferris wheel that's free to everybody that comes to the speedway. So come hang with us. Sounds great. Thank you for your time, Brandon. We we really appreciate it. Hey, we appreciate the time. Anything I can do for y'all, just let me know. And uh, hey, have a good night. All right, right, thank Thank you, sir. Once again, Brandon Hutchison, General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway. Make sure you come out. That is March 13th through the 15th. As I mentioned, just a week away, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the festivities to start. But he had me at a beer and watching the, the racing. So, oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> Make sure you come 57 out. 57-foot bar? Right. <laughs> I'm good. Speaking of schedule. Can't beat that. You got uh, March the 8th, Phoenix Raceway, Fan Shield 500. And then the week after, March the 15th. Fools of Honor Quick Trip 500. What's up, Quick Trip? Got some gas today from y'all. Atlanta Motor Speedway. And then end of the month, we go, I mean, March is a long month. So we go uh, March 22nd, Homestead, Miami Speedway, the Dixie Vodka 400. And then March 29th, O'Reilly Auto Parts 500 at the Texas Motor Speedway. So those are the next four races. The main one, obviously, for us is going to be here at the Atlanta Atlanta. Atlanta Atlanta Motor Speedway. Foles of Honor Quick Trip 500. Yep. Uh, For those who don't know, that's a one and a half. It's actually 1.54, but a mile and a half over track, which is part of the original Super Speedway. Track, so. The one question I wanted to ask him, he probably was going to give the political correct answer anyway. I wonder how he's felt about the changes that they've made with the le- with the um, stages over two, or three, two, two, three, three years, years, or is he more of a traditionalist or you know? He's he, all about the. He, fan. He's saying I'm, that I'm listen, in the entertainment I'm business. Say, he, oh, he probably like I'm whatever, in the entertainment whatever business. Whatever puts the. I say he probably going to be political about it. Whatever <laughs> puts him in there. Shout out to boy in the Midwest. Dustin uh, McGee. Dustin, who's he's a traditionalist. He can't right. stand it. <laughs> he can't stand it. <laughs> hey, Dustin, call in right quick if you got a chance. We're going to take a quick break and come back. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is 1100 AM. We'll be right back. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WWE AM 1100 or DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than a Falcons, Hawks, and Braves fan, check out the latest and greatest in sports and news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and NCAA News. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. More and more these days, it feels like sports are losing out to hype. Who dissed who? Who signed the fattest contract? Who got busted for cheating? Lost 2 is the unique capacity sports have to inspire us, to unite us. Well, great news, sports fans. Sports are still being played for the right reasons. 
they're still as entertaining as they are character building. You just have to know where to find it. And you only have to look as far as your local Georgia high school. You know, the place where the games are exciting, concessions are affordable, and the parking is free. Where the emphasis is on hustle and heart instead of hype. If you prefer real, honest-to-goodness sport played for all the right reasons, you'll find it at your hometown high school, High School Sports. Games are being played this weekend at a Georgia high school near you. Okay, everybody, who's in? This message presented by the Georgia High School Association and the Georgia Athletic Directors Association. And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk, where we bring the facts about sports. You don't agree. Say so. Once again, 404-603-8770 is the number to call in. We're also live on Instagram as well as Periscope. And on the line, we uh, we have Dustin McGee. How you feeling, Dustin? Man, feeling great, guys. Long time no here, Don. I know. How are you guys doing? What's going on, hey, Chief? You glad good? to hear you. Man, oh man, Daytona 500 was absolutely crazy uh, with Ryan Newman. Just absolutely uh, blessed that he was able to make it through that and uh, was out, uh, you know, 48 hours later. But you know, honestly, looking back on the wreck and. Uh, you know, throughout the years, Ryan Newman is honestly like a evolutionary involvement, like just within the safety uh, that, you know, the Newman bar. Like, it's almost like he envisioned, you know, something bad happening and the roof caving in and his invention and idea, you know, being brought to the table of this extra bar may have been the huge factor that saved his life. So... I mean, Newman, I'd never seen anything like that. I mean, honestly, when I seen the wreck, I, I got chills. I thought he was for sure a goner. Yeah. It looked like Dale Earnhardt Sr. all over again. Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, I don't really get too emotional, but I, I ain't going to lie. I kind of shed, you know, and I think a lot of people in, in the racing community was scared for Ryan uh, that night, um, you know, how long the paramedics were there at his car and how long it took, uh, you know, for them to extract him from the car and stuff is, you know, definitely a breathtaking, you know, silent deal. I mean, when everybody's quiet in the stands and, you know, even, even, uh, Jim Hamlin and the crew, I mean, they were, their main concern was Ryan Newman and, uh, but he's okay. He's alive. And I mean, that's the most important thing. So, I mean, NASCAR has evolved tremendously uh, as far as safety uh, upgrades, you know, to the cars and chassis throughout the years. Uh, you know, I, I think that they're going to be making some more, you know, changes on safety, uh, especially speed. I mean, those guys, a big thing that was an eye-opener to me uh, is that those guys were hitting 212, 213 miles an hour. We haven't seen those speeds since geez, 07, 08. So, and when I seen them practicing and I was watching it, I, I'll never, you know, I'll, I was even live streaming on my YouTube channel when I said it. And I said, I got a bad feeling about this 500. Something's just not sitting right with me. Um, just, it, it just seemed ominous. It seemed dark. Um, 
you know, like something bad was going to happen. You could just feel it in the air. And, you know, when you watch for the sport of NASCAR for as many years as you know, a lot of us have, you just you tend to pick up on, you know, the signs and just the, the feeling um, and certain things on, you know, just how the cars handle or how they're cornering, how the back end kicks out, you know, just the little things that add up to a big thing. So you think you think NASCAR is letting the cars get too loose over the last couple of years in order to increase speed? I hope, I, I, I hope I'm using I, that tech, that terminology correct. Well, yes, I think also a lot of it has to do with the spoilers. Um, those spoilers, they're what? They're, there's at least a two inch difference on those rear spoilers that creates more of an aerodynamic downforce from the back end of that car. Um, you know, the more fuel and stuff that they have in the back of it and the lower that spoiler is, it's going to be more at an angle and it's going to allow that spoiler to cut through the air and allow that car to go quicker. Um, I, I think that's a big thing. And these new gen cars, I, I really don't know what to think about them. Honestly. I mean, they look slick and sweet. Like honestly, from the videos that I have seen, it kind of reminds me of the, late 90s Monte Carlos just by the way that they were cornering um I I just I, me personally I feel like NASCAR in that aspect though is kind of taking steps backwards especially with this one lug nut deal and I know you guys were just talking about this uh, you know one lug nut that sounds like some Formula One stuff to me uh you know 16 second pit stops is what it averages out to be per team, uh, you know, for pit stops. You got your standard five lug pattern on these cars, you know, one inch lug nuts. I mean, they're, these lug nuts that they're using on the cars nowadays, right now, uh, you know, they're the, they're a grade eight, uh, one inch lug, five lug pattern, and uh, they're on, I remember correctly, 16 inch uh, rims. And if they're going down to a one lug deal, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I really don't know how to feel about it. I really don't. Guess we got to wait and see. Yeah. So the past weekend, Alex Bowman won out in LA. Um, how'd you feel about the tribute for Jimmy Johnson? The five uh, wide. I, I mean, as far as the, uh, the missing formation, I mean, that's, that's, traditionally what that's called is the missing man formation like if there's a death on the track or something like that or you know they they call it the missing man formation um so honestly i don't know (laughs) i mean ryan newman was out there but they kind of dedicated you know with ryan newman not being out there but they dedicated it to jimmy johnson so i don't know if we have another dui case up in the booth with nascar and there was just something lost there as far as messaging but the missing man formation that's that's what that was so i'm not I don't know how to feel about that. Honestly, I can't wait for Jimmy Johnson to get out, but uh, there's rumors going around that Brad Keselowski's taking over his ride. I I really don't know how to feel about that. (laughs) Mm, That'd be interesting. So, I mean, if he's going and leaving Penske, that's going to leave his ride open. So, I mean, there's room for, you know, somebody that a lower class, like 
Brendan Gaughan, uh, you know, he's talking about retiring too after this season. So Jimmy's not the only one uh, retiring this year. Uh, but that opens the door for a lot of these lower budget drivers to maybe get a ride with Penske if Brad Kozlowski jumps over there with uh, Team Hendrick and Alex Bowman and Chase Elliott and all them guys over there. Um, there's, you know, Hendrick's been proven to be a lot better than Penske, but then again, Kyle Busch, last year's championship, I mean, it speaks for itself. Um, a lot of a lot of talk going on about Kyle Busch pulling off another championship this year, or Jimmy Johnson. So there's also talk that Kyle Busch is better than Dale Earnhardt and Richard Petty. Uh, you know, personally, Jimmy Johnson, even though he's a seven-time champ like Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt, uh, you know, so I can't chance, really compare Jimmy Johnson to those guys. I so mean, I those guys you, are, what chance do you, you know, give Jimmy Johnson for, on getting to number eight this year? Man, I'll tell you boys this much right now. There's going to be a lot of unhappy NASCAR fans, and I will personally like never watch a race ever again. <laughs> but, but, he, but, he, but, he, but he ain't coming back after this year. Right, this is it. Never. Man, no, I, I mean, it would be cool, I, I suppose, if history got rewritten. I mean, it, it's due, but at the same token, I mean, you look at Dale Earnhardt. Okay, he, with his seven championships, he's got 76 career wins compared to Richard Petty's 200 wins. Now, you got somebody like Kyle Busch that has, I believe, like three championships, but he's got the most wins out of everybody, even Jimmy Johnson himself. Kyle Busch has like 218 wins, which has never been done before in the sport either. Um, so, I, I, I really don't know. How to like feel if Jimmy Johnson? Y'all don't want him to break Dale Earnhardt's record. That's, that's what it is. is. That's yeah, all yeah. it is. Don't break Earnhardt and Petty's record. That's, that's it. That's Secret Seven for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man, it's a conspiracy. It's all a setup, man. They sit there and they they plan this out. It's almost like WWE out there. Um, how's the eye racing going? Oh, man. So, yeah, we signed up uh, to do iRacing. We got a full-blowing uh, sim cockpit. And I tell you what, uh, compared to NASCAR Heat, uh, you know, which we've been really dedicated to the PlayStation NASCAR community for over 10 years. And uh, we were very fortunate enough last year to make Clip of the Week. You know, some unfortunate stuff happened. And, uh, you know, we weren't able to make the cut or draft. But, you know, we were out there. We got our name out there. And a lot of NASCAR teams were talking about us. But we moved on to bigger, better things. and didn't even bother competing over there for the uh, NASCAR heat side, you know, PlayStation. Uh, but iRacing, it's a whole nother ball game. Uh, you know, we just got done racing with uh, Shane Hemmel uh, today. And uh, we won. I believe we raced at Kansas. And, and that's a really tough track, especially with the K&N cars. Uh, you know, racing against some NASCAR guys and really putting yourself to the test. I mean, you got big guy names like Tony Stewart, Dale Earnhardt Jr., uh, Jimmy Johnson, Bubba Wallace. I mean, a lot of these guys that race in NASCAR race over here. And to race against some of these guys, it, it's just an honor. And then if you get a chance to get up there and compete with them like I was able to do today, I mean, it's just... There's nothing like it. It's great. So the possibilities over here on iRacing are endless. Um, we're working on our own personal custom paint scheme. Get you guys' logo on that car. We get competing. Uh, 
And then here in the next month or so, we're actually scheduled uh, to try out for a league that will be televised as well. It's, that's going to be really cool uh, if we make a cut. So that's that's kind of the goal and plan right now. But, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. And, uh, I mean, it's not a game. It's a sim. Uh, you know, like I said, these, these boys in NASCAR, they hop on here and, uh, you know, it's there's ten thousand, hundred thousand dollars races on here. It, it, it's absolutely crazy. The opportunities are endless. Cool. Let everybody know how they can reach you, man. Well, you can reach me on Facebook through Dustin McGee Racing. Our, our fan page is taken off, along with our YouTube channel. We're almost to a thousand subscribers. It's just hard to believe that you know, two years ago or so, we were only at like a hundred, two hundred subs, and. You know, within a matter of months, we skyrocketed. Uh, you know, got to thank your guys' support and everybody else throughout the years. Snapchat, DustinMG27, and uh, Twitter, at DustinMG5. And I really got to give a shout-out to uh, Chris Ryan, uh, this year's champion of McGee Racing Inc. over there on NASCAR Heat 4. Uh, GP Hawkins, who's been a really good mentor uh, of me over here on iRacing. And... Uh, Dowdy, a.k.a. Wesley, uh, he's a big Kyle Busch fan and, you know, definitely cocky when it comes to saying Kyle Busch is the next team, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> got to give those boys a shout-out out there, keeping my head leveled. Um, yeah, go ahead and hop on over, check out the YouTube channel, just type in my name, Dustin D, and uh, thank you guys for having me tonight, and we'll look forward to uh, talking with you guys next week and see how this race goes. Sounds great. All Welcome right. back, man. All right, man. Good talking with you, Dustin. Yep, take care, boys. All right. That's Dustin McGee up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, NASCAR informant. Um, before we go to the NFL combine, real quick update on we were talking about the Hawks and Grizzlies. Uh, 52-49 at the half. Grizzlies up. Josh Jackson is playing tonight. He has 10 points. So he was uh, originally a, a DNP, but he's playing. Trey uh, currently with uh, 15 and John Morant with 6. So, close game. We'll see how that transpires throughout the evening. NFL Combine. So, hearing rumblings out of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, two, of course, wasn't there. Now, you know, your HTTRs. Are smoke. they blowing smoke? They can do a smoke and mirrors. Talking about they're going to take two at number they two. Are, they, on the, they on Big Chief. They, they smoking Big Chief right now. <laughs> seeing who gonna look at the look at that. Who gonna smoke, blink first? Who gonna blink first? I, <laughs> you know, again, the big question mark about Tua obviously is his health and right. is he gonna come back? And so, you know, come back to the same form that he had at Alabama. And we all hope he comes back healthy. I know. Um, I hope so. You know, um, but as far as right now for what the Redskins, to me, everything right now. Is sometimes having a number two pick and you having to to think about it. You, you Cincinnati, you know what it is. I need a quarterback. It's Burrow. It's Burrow. Although I personally wouldn't take Burrow one. It's only been one year. I I, I need to see a little bit more. However, the Come only text. other person I would take that has compiled that kind of stuff is Tua, but I'm not sure about his health. So that puts me back to and we look at Cincinnati. Burma. You know that, or I might trade that pick, drop down to get. But Cincinnati needs. You know, Cincinnati has already written their script. They need a quarterback. Dalton is out of here. 
You know, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he winds up in. He probably can wind up in uh, New England. You know, or you yeah, know, Brady's staying. I'm just saying, you know, he has some options where he can wind. He might wind up in San Diego. He, you know, he oh, can wind up in, Rivers in Tampa. In Tampa, you know what I mean? So, I'll ask y'all this: Like you said, like, it, like Cincinnati shouldn't take Burrow, but we see that with a team moving on from a quarterback, shouldn't they draft a quarterback? Yeah, because quarterbacks don't hit the free agent market that often. Like the uh, Philip Rivers is is leaving. The Chargers are are mocked to take uh, Justin Herbert. Yeah. Um, I would. That's why I say. I would, but, with, but, then, but I would see who know, would the want that first pick. pick. So but, it's but, still. But San Diego. But San Diego has already figured out what they want to do. They gonna. They got Tyrod. They got the filler. They got a bridge. They get a quarterback, two years, the guy for their future, and then see what happens. That's the reason why I think Washington is blowing a whole bunch of smoke. I get it. It's a different regime. But you got to sometimes do what you got to do with the regime before you, you got there. Which is why if I'm Cincinnati with number one pick, I would be interested yeah. to see who's willing to come all the way up to number one. Because that way but that takes the a- pressure. That pay, I can now get two number one picks. So I can get my I can get a quarterback, let's say in Hubert, who played four years. Well, so I have enough film on but, and but, I can but you, it out. Are you ready for but him, think him, about him it. to start day one? But look at this. What did um, Burrow do the year before? Nothing. Now, granted, he had one of the greatest seasons of all time, but it was one year. And granted, he had great talent and a great coordinator. But what was, again, what did he do up until then? Didn't get a chance to play. He played I mean, the he played, year before. He played part of a year before. Yeah. And, then and he didn't do anything. But they, so, brought, in, they brought in an NFL Caliber, yeah, coach, and offensive coordinator. Well, well, Joe Brady was technically the passing game coordinator, right? They the offensive coordinator was, I forget the the guy's name, Uh, but there was a there was a different guy. But having Joe Brady come in, coming from the NFL, and you know, giving out his NFL type passing principles, that's what makes Joe Burrow look so good to NFL teams. Like he's run an NFL offense. So the he wouldn't it wouldn't be too hard of a transition even if it's with another team and coach. Yeah. And because I think Cincinnati thinks well, we have Zach Taylor who touched the hem of Sean McVay's garment <laughs> to get this job. So he's the you know he he's the he's the reason that uh, Jared Goff was so good last year. So if we just give him a quarterback. Give him a give him a young quarterback. Young quarterback yeah, that's yeah, what's yeah. going to make this work. I mean, I, I at this point, I get it. It's a rookie. I'm not looking for Joe Burrow to go to Cincinnati and all of a sudden they be 12 and four. You know what I mean? Because they got a whole lot of stuff they got to do as well. But I think because he's gone from one system to another system, and you've seen the maturation, the maturity, especially under to Greg's point. Maturity. Uh, he's with older. What is he? Twenty four already. Well, yeah, he's uh, the same age as Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. like twenty four. So you know, but that that has a, a a factor to your age. Correct. So, you know, he'll be able to take some of these lumps and bumps that he's going to get in Cincinnati. The first, but if first you're year Cincinnati, if you're Cincinnati, would you rather take Joe Burrow one and that's it, or would you rather take? Uh, let's just say you can get a Chase Daniels. And a, a a Hubert in the first round. Which would you rather? 
I mean, you mean Chase Young. You mean Chase yeah, Chase yeah. Young. So you get one of the best Chase defensive Young, players Hebert. and one of the second or second I mean, quarterback taken. If you can work it out to where you get multiple picks, yeah. yes, I, I always go for multiple picks. Right. But they need a quarterback. But I'm saying you're going to get one. And I'm it's saying, just not Burrow. And I'm saying Burrow's better than Hibbert. But I can get <laughs> but I can get him and Chase I Young. I get it, but Burrow's better than Hibbert. Nah, you got to go for both. I always want the better two quarterback. Two is better than one. I, not, but is that quarterback? I, mean, I always want the better better quarterback. Than one. If it's that case, you got to convince. You say you got to convince somebody in the top ten to trade, uh, to trade that pick to move up to number one. Right. So probably the best bet is Miami, Miami because they right. have three first round picks. There you go. So you gotta you gotta drop. Well, if you drop to five, you're not getting Chase Young. Nope. He's, he's going. He's not going, going past number three. So you get um. So you get um. Man from Auburn, Derrick Brown. Derrick Brown. Thank you. I mean, I, which I think personally is a better player. Now that ain't just being biased. I, I I I've seen both of them, and I've seen Derrick Brown in more plays than I have Chase Young. Again, consistently. So now you. So, so now, consistently. So now what you're going into? This is why I said this way before we even got to the combine and everything. My issue with Chase Young and people have been calling. I feel he is what Atlanta has right now in in um, Beasley. In Beasley, as far as being a tweener, I don't. I don't think he. He's six six. I don't. I'm, I. Yeah. Oh, he, oh, are you going to Beasley? Him? Beasley was playing out of position. He's a linebacker. He's so not where, a, so where, he's where, not a defense, So where are you going to put Chase end. Young at? You going to put him on the edge? Yeah. Yep. Six, I mean, and, you're not, I'm I, not expecting and, him to be a cover linebacker. No, no, That's no. not that wasn't his. I, I'm not saying. To drop I, back. But I watched when I watched Chase Young go against de facto offensive lines in the Big Ten, and that would be mainly Wisconsin. Dumb boys go 350 and bigger across the across the line. They manhandled him. It was him. certain games you didn't see him. And because the O-line was but able to, to manhandle him one-on-one. When I saw – And I'm translating – If you watch Auburn play, you saw Brown on every play. So that's what I'm saying. That's that's the difference I'm seeing. But Brown also – And the way they handle LSU if it, if it's the right, LSU. If it's the right defense. Like what does well, what does Washington run? They run a 3-4 three, or 4-3? Four, 3-4. Four, three? Three, four. Okay, 3-4. He, the the ends place. the ends are are bigger like he he can he can fit but at Ohio State they ran a four three so it may or depending on who um we got Jack, who, if we, if we Rivera, Jack, with Rivera we, coming we, in we and they Rivera, change the defense we got Rivera and we got Jack Del Rio what does Del Rio run I think at Oakland he ran the three four as well he might have, I, I'm not quite sure what he ran at Oakland three the, I, I'm I'm not quite sure. If, if, if it's I, if it's a four, four three, three, then it makes, if, but then it was it a makes four, sense. If it was a four three, they would be having no questions about Chase Young because they would fit right into what Jack Real does. I think he ran a three four as well. So what does what does Carolina run? They run. They ran a four three. So I feel all the smoke that you're seeing right now is confusion with the Redskins on what they want to do the number two pick. Are they are they sold on Young? Because if you sold on them, it's no question. You know what I mean? That same way I, I really think Burrow, they, though. I, I, I think they're I just, trying. They're trying Cincinnati to see if they can. sold on him. <laughs> but I'm I saying mean, with, if with you a saw... with a new um, with a new coach with a new coach coming in and kind of in a new culture, they're exploring all their options. Yeah. Because they're not married to anybody that's already on the and roster. I, and, and I get it with the regime. You know, um, Haskins not your is not their they guy. Didn't, yeah. They didn't pick him. But I, I but. Again, when you look at Haskins, 
in the six or seven games he played last year. Tell me his weapons. He didn't have. He, you know, we had a Trey McLaurin. That was it. Everybody else was hurt. You did. You did. You you had an interim head coach for eighty percent of the season because we fired Gruden like week three. So you know what I mean. You you tell me what opportunities he really had. Now to sit, sit out there and say I'm gonna pick Tua, which I has a big question mark because of health. You don't know what his health is. You trying to tell me the time that you've met Haskins in the last month and a half, he he hasn't impressed you that much that you willing well, to go and you, risk what do you on think Tua? Of the, what do you think of the stories that have come out about Haskins? To where like he's so bad with the playbook, coaches wondered if he's dys- dyslexic. Is that some like terrible rumor? I think, no, or I, I think is there any truth to it? I think that's the horrible coaching staff, Gruden, muttering the waters on his way out the door, and everybody else. I feel so, I feel most of that is, you know, you being being upset, and who you know who else who else who else is going to listen to you talk about being bad other than the quarterback. You get what I'm saying? But like I said, again, you can't put it all on him. So the biggest winner, of course, from the combine was Clemson's linebacker, Isaiah Simmons, who ran a 4-3-9 and just surprised everybody. 350 pounds? No. Well, no, he's about about 240. About 240. But he can play like all everything. He can play every position. Every position, right. (laughs) And with that type of speed. But you're talking about the dude from Louisville. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big boy. Yeah. Six seven Six, three seven. Seven. Yeah, three seven. He Jesus destroyed himself, and of course, everybody was making a big deal about Belichick looking at Tyson Render at Tennessee State in the rain, and you know, I don't know if Bill is like, let me go find this diamond in the rough, or is I he? Mean, it's not like the Patriots didn't have scouts at the combine. Like he's <laughs> like, well, we have scouts there. I don't have, I don't to, be have there, to be there, but I've been watching but film on these other to dudes. Go to Tennessee State, though. You know, so I, you know, he he, he thought he state. saw something like, well, let me see him up close. Yeah, let me see for myself what he looks like. And um, who was it ran the four two nine and just missed? Was it Rugs? Rugs ran the four two nine and just missed breaking the record of four two seven. Yeah, uh, yeah, and also Javelin Gidry, DB out of Utah, also ran a four two nine with a four two nine. Right. I mean, it, the combine, and I said this before, it's like the symbols in a drum line it enhances things but the main thing is the drums so those are the games that are played if i'm basing a decision which is what i was looking at burrow i want to see how did you do in games and i agree he's definitely a first round i just would like to see more games played so you know being at the combine if he had ran a a 5-0 it wouldn't have bothered me because i saw his game speed when (laughs) in the championship game I saw him with pads on. So, and, and that's it's not, why it's not that I don't put any stock in the combine, but again, it's it's symbols. That's why quarterbacks don't throw, or normally don't throw at the combine. If they have something to prove, like Jalen Hurts has to prove he is yeah, a quarterback. He's a quarterback again. So he throws at the combine. But Joe Burrow, I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't. I, I, no, it's not enough to prove. He, I'm, I'm a, you put your ring up. I, I, I'm you give say you, 15 and 0, and that's yeah, it. 60 touchdowns. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm going to give you an example. They're saying, they saying Brown. Had a horrible combine, Derek from Derek, from, from, from Auburn. But, but game, he, but in games, he a beast. I, <laughs> I don't respect this guy. To your point, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not looking for. It surprises you when big guys, you know, get a high, you yeah. know, 40, 40 He's a defensive tackle. What you expect him yeah, to run? Yeah, but or like the the punter that bench pressed the uh, twenty five times. 
That's good. Oh, okay. does that mean going in the first round? Right, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you so, a punter. Is, I saw this, I saw this uh, picture today. Orlando Brown Jr. plays for the Ravens. Just made the Pro Bowl. At the, at the combine, he had the slowest 40 of all the linemen. Mm-hmm. He had the least bench presses. He had um, the low, the slowest like cone drill yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Like he, all his scores were the lowest among offensive linemen. Still gets drafted in like second or third round. He pro bowler last year. Yeah. So it just it, it the the game film does matter. Yeah, it, it matters. Should a matter lot. more matter more than anything. Yes. Or you can play the old boy. I forgot the young man that got hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah, he got hurt. Um, tore up his ankle, I believe. I think so. Uh, the, was Ohio State's cornerback? Yeah. Okuda? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I, he was able to do some other stuff, but yeah, yeah he but did get he hurt could, in the yeah. combine. So it just, I, I'm with and you. And he was already late first round. Early no, s- no, he's he's probably, no, been, no. probably he top was, five. He was been top five, yeah, top ten. Like, the, the, like yeah. the Lions at number he three. Was the best, he was a the lot best of people were saying they're going to take yeah. him. So it it's all good to talk about like we doing and whatnot, but circumstances for every team is different. Dictates. I think sometimes having a top a top pick can cause more problems than being lower. I think again my Redskins are there and plus you add in a new regime and they trying to take tinker with everything and see what you got going on. I wouldn't be upset if they go with Chase Young. I'm just not sold on them. I'd rather give Haskins another weapon. That's me. I'd rather give Haskins another weapon and go get Lamb or one of those guys. But now nah, you can get a wide receiver lower in the draft. Yeah. Because it's a lot of them this time. You know, again, they've devalued running back so much. So you know, you, I don't know how you, you take do Lamb that. Lamb over Judy? Yes. Even after that toe touch tap that he made, I. Listen. That's right into those LSU receivers? No. Nah. I, I, mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I, I think they, Lamb. They, they're Lamb, behind those two. I think Lamb. I'll go Judy one. And I can't believe I'm saying that either. <laughs> Judy won. Oh, my bad. Lamb. I forgot about uh, I don't, then, uh, um, Alabama. Yeah. Rugs? Yeah, yeah. No, I, no, no. Judy. Oh, I, yeah, I, Judy I, I forgot Rugs. about But It's I, close, but I'll I I like, take a slight edge over the Judy than Lamb. I still like I still like Lamb. I think Lamb has proven, him, proven himself with lesser quarterbacks. And that's, that's kind of a shot at Hurts. I'm not saying Hurts. You know what I mean? I just – but, you know, I just – you look at all all the quarterbacks and look at their, what their weapons they had. I think hurts. And he played. He played with all three of them. He played with Mayfield and and Murray. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, so and he's gone. He's he's hasn't dropped off with none of them. Well, now, that, that was a Heisman, Heisman, and potential Heisman. Well, no. so, former Heisman, right? So, because yeah, we were looking at. Um, Lincoln Riley, like, is he gonna have three straight Heisman winners at quarterback? Yeah. So that you, you wouldn't expect to drop off if you got Heisman, Heisman, and but I, but, I, but, Heisman. but what I'm also saying about Lamb is, is if I Lamb was catching from well, uh, Justin Hubert, who's never been in the Heisman race, then he went well, to no, another Heisman. I, then I say, but okay, no, but, yes. But, but I'm also gonna go with Oklahoma though. Is I can't name their second wide receiver. So you know, you coming into every game, I'm I'm circling Lamb and I'm trying to shut him down. Whereas Alabama, I have big time they top three. ten, three, three. You know what I mean? Just so like I, LSU, so, had, so, LSU so, had yeah. three. So how do I? So I pick my poison. You know what I mean? Well, I already know it's only one. It's only one snake to this head. One one head to this snake in 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 Oklahoma at, at the wide receiver position. That's Lamb, and ain't nobody stopped him in three years. Like nobody. 
You know what I mean? Now, Grant, I got a mobile quarterback. I've had, you know, I've had Mayfield that can move around. All of them. Uh, you know, you know, so all of you hurt. Can't stay with, you know. But still, I don't care what cornerback you are. After five seconds, all I get bets it. Are off. But I, I, I have more opportunity to stop Lamb compared to the other ones at LSU at Alabama over time, and I, I just, but. T- you're going to get judged two years down the road if you're wrong. You know what I mean. And so all these teams, Cincinnati, need a, they you know they 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 need they need fresh blood. The Redskins need fresh blood. Who's we'll at three? See how all this um, works out. Detroit need fresh blood. Like you know what I mean. The pressure's on. They all they all need it. They all need something. I, I just I'm just not sold sold on Young, but I feel that. So way. if it if it happens this year that Washington wants to take Tua. And that you got to trade Haskins. Do you see more teams only giving the quarterback one year? Because Arizona did that last year. Yeah. They got they traded Rosen and got Murray. Do you think more teams will be giving quarterbacks less and less time? If you do it when you if you do it when you know you about to fire the coach and you want to marry the coach to the to the quarterback, then yeah, I can see that. That's not the case here in, in Washington. You already fired the coach. You fight, you know what I mean. You fight the staff. Haskins. I think they're stuck with him. You got it. Rivera got to make Haskins work. I don't think. Because um, well, uh, well, we'll see like if, last we'll year proved that. Well, they, if you, you look, don't have to. Well, if you look at Rule, he said well, he true. wants Cam to stay in Carolina, but because yeah, he got two more. He got three. He got three more games to see of that backup to realize that he'll want to walk. Uh, yeah. but I mean, they could still Washington still could make a pitch. Rivera could still go and get Cam though. So, we'll see how that works out too. Because I mean, but, Cam would know the offense that that'll be in Carolina. But I, uh, after uh, a great seventy-five years and what twenty years in Charlotte, the CIAA is moving to Baltimore. Excellent tournament over the weekend. Uh, great semifinals. Uh, Fayetteville and the women beat Winston Salem State, and then uh, Bowie State beat Virginia. And John C. Smith, which is basically the home team there in Charlotte, lost to uh, Fayetteville State. So Fayetteville men and women both in the championship game. And Winston-Salem also had almost the same thing. But their men did overcome uh, a comeback uh, in beating Claflin. So that set up uh, the the women's was a blowout. Fayetteville State took care of Bowie, Bowie State. And they were led by Chantel. Bennett, the last name, she dropped 24, four assists, and uh, two rebounds to win that game. But the men's game will definitely be talked about for years and years to come because Sniper Spicer made a block on Robert Colon at the end of the game with about four seconds left to go. They called a foul. He got, you know, the superstar call, but he still had to go up to the line and knock down three straight free throws. To go up one, they came back down and missed a shot at the buzzer. So, Winston-Salem, um, Stephen A's alma mater winning up, winning 63-62. So, congratulations to them. First time in, uh, what did they say, 48 years that Winston-Salem State has won a championship thanks to Robert Colon being the MVP and winning 25 points. So, sad to see the short ride up to Charlotte go away for CIAA. Now it's going to go to the bitter cold of Baltimore. We'll see how see how that works out. And Mr. Well, CIAA was there this year. Uh, he wasn't there last year. Well, they're gonna get a, this year. They're gonna get an influxuation, uh, influxuation, influx of some northern, um, you know, northern folks to come down. You may be able to now 
get some of those kids that traditionally probably go into some of the uh, AAC or Big East um, conferences to to go. Maybe you know. Maybe consider not, using that. Maybe, consider going to a CIAA yeah, yeah, school, yeah. an HBCU school. Yeah, maybe not your blue chip got kids, but you know that second or third tier kids stay close to home. You know things of that nature. So, you know, but again, a lot everything tonight is all about two, three, four years down the line to see what the difference is. I think immediately they're going to see a difference in in people that show up. Oh yeah, because you're not you know that's that's what an extra. I gotta fly in now if I'm from Alabama, Georgia. You know what I mean. I gotta fly in to to, to Baltimore. I'm not, I'm, I'm not driving that eight nine hours or ten if hours. If you've been to downtown Charlotte, everything is right there, walking yeah. distance. So once you get downtown, you're downtown. Whereas the uh, venue in Baltimore, there seems to right now it seems like you're gonna have to drive to certain things. So and it's gonna be cold. That's gonna be that's gonna be a lot. And it's definitely, gonna, it's definitely, definitely gonna, gonna be cold. Definitely gonna cold. Right, Charlotte, you got a chance of being a little warm, you know. No, but even if it's forty, if it's forty-five yeah. to fifty-five, that ain't too bad. It's gonna be thirty-two. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> Might have snow, and again, to you driving have. around, all that kind of stuff. So the weather's gonna play a fact. Yeah, gonna play a big. But shout out to uh, Robert. Cologne MVP once again from Winston-Salem State. Uh, check out the interview on DNA Sports Talk. Um, just a great job of sportsmanship of going up to the, you know, his friend and, you know, player that he was going up against and, you know, showing good sportsmanship. Uh, speaking of that, you can find DNA Sports Talk on Twitter, DNA Sports Talk on Instagram, DNA Sports Talk on Facebook, DNA Sports Talk on Snapchat, reach us directly, DNA Sports Talk at Gmail, website www.dnasportstalk.com Don't forget, March 13th through the 15th. American, uh, American, American. Atlanta Motor Speedway. <laughs> it's in America. Right. <laughs> Quick Trip 500. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And once again, thank you to uh, Brandon Hutchinson for calling. Look forward to seeing him down there once again, March 13th through the 15th, down in Hampton, let him on the Speedway, and back here next Monday. On WWE 1100 AM. See y'all next week. Peace. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so.